0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, something Wilson this way comes. The Zach Wilson era begins with a dominant win over Hawaii. Did the freshman exceed expectations?
1: There was a lot to see Saturday. What was the best thing you saw? Plus, head coach
0: Kalani Satake back in Studio B. Just how joyous was he after enjoying a weekend of winning? Let's go. This
2: is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports
0: Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, October 15th, wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who just watched BYU go for almost 50 against Hawaii, and thus reinstitute the no top button policy. Is that what we decided?
1: <laughs> I thought we said it was a win streak. <laughs> I, BYU, I honestly I can't remember. even remember what it was. I thought, I it, thought was it was if forty beat. plus or something like that. I don't know. BYU wins two or three in a row or something. Mm. Was it forty plus?
0: I, th- I thought it was forty plus points. If not,
1: somebody help can us. Can
0: we? Yeah, let's rewind the tape. Let's roll the VHS back. Let's figure out what this is I all have about. The VCR. I actually, way, own a safe. VCR. You're safe because you have a hoodie on. So, Yeah.
1: It was a great day Saturday. It was fun. it was fun. The juice was back. Oh. Uh, was it ever? We have a dynamic quarterback. People are excited.
0: Here is today's right. show lineup. Head coach Kalani Satake will join us in about 15 minutes. What was the best thing he saw in Saturday's win against Hawaii? Trevor Maddich will join us in 40 minutes, another Maddich Monday, as the ESPN College Football Insider offers his analysis of what Zach Wilson did in his first start. And I imagine, based on Twitter's, or Trevor's Twitter feed, that <laughs> he's all on the Zach Wilson hype train right now.
1: Oh, he was loving that game, man. (laughs) Arguing with Utah fans. It was a beautiful thing to see. And we now
0: present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football still celebrating homecoming with a dominant 49-23 win over Hawaii. Zach Wilson's quarterback debut included 194 yards passing, three total touchdowns, and an interception. The Cougars are now 10-0 all-time against the Rainbow Warriors in Provo. Head coach Kalani Sitake summed up his thoughts on freshman Zach Wilson's first ever start
2: moments after the game. I've been really pleased with how, how he's been preparing all, all season long, not just this week. He's been uh, on top of the playbook, and making sure that he understands what we want here in this offense. And, uh, I thought he showed a really good composure and, and poise, and I thought he did a great job managing the offense and, and running our, 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 uh, our scheme. So it was, it was a really good day for us. The Zach attack is now here.
1: The Maverick. Kyle Van Noy had three tackles in a Patriots win over Jason Shepard's previously undefeated Kansas City Chiefs. Michael Davis also had three tackles to help the Chargers beat the Browns. And tonight, Jamal Williams and the Packers face Fred Warner and the Niners on Monday Night Football.
0: Number one ranked BYU women's volleyball remains perfect on the season with another West Coast Conference sweep. The Cougars handling Santa Clara at Santa Clara in straight sets on Saturday. BYU now eighteen and zero and in place to remain atop the polls for a fifth consecutive week. The Cougars host fifteen and four LMU on Thursday night, and watch out for Pepperdine, the second place team in WCC, coming to town on Saturday. Both matches live on BYU TV.
1: And the men and women's cross-country teams took first and fourth at the pre-national Invitational in Wisconsin. The race marked All-American Rory Linkletter's second individual championship as well. He won that same race last year.
0: All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending.
2: You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports
0: Nation. What a start to the Zach Wilson era as quarterback for BYU football. We just went over his numbers, 194 yards passing two through the air, got one with his legs on a 3rd-and-15 quarterback draw call. And at that moment, Jerem, you mentioned the juice in the stadium. I thought the juice was at an all-game high when Zach Wilson sprinted into the end zone. And people thought, oh, the dual threat is back for BYU. Now, as you step back and look at the entire performance from Zach Wilson on Saturday, did he exceed meat? Or not meet your expectations on Saturday?
1: Uh, he met them. I did not have super high expectations, but I felt great about about watching Zach Wilson play. The The morning after the Utah State game, I said on the show, make the switch. Zach Wilson needs to start. He got to start. I believe that decision came early in that week. Um, and... He was awesome, man. He was awesome. He didn't throw for 200-plus, but he had three touchdown passes. He had a pick, which he can improve on, right? Efficient 16 of 24, five pass plays of 15-plus, including two touchdowns of 20-plus. You mentioned the run, which had uh, a great move in it. He nearly drops the ball before he gets into the end zone. No one's really talking about that. Wait just a second, young fella. Youngest quarterback to start a game in BOA history. And the juice was back. Look. Hawaii was a paper tiger at 6-1. and one. Vegas was right. But BYU did what they needed to do. And we saw a more dynamic BYU offense. The, two, the first two first down calls were not conservative runs. They were passes. So all of a sudden, you saw the difference in this BYU offense. A, a crowd shows up because of it. The juice is back. People are excited. The future looks bright. I know it was one game. But Zach Wilson met expectations. We
0: laid out what would qualify as a successful start if Zach Wilson were to get the start, which he did. And he exceeded almost everything I had listed as a success. I said, yeah, uh, a win would equal success. I thought 60% plus completion percentage. He was at 66%. I said, Uh, Not more than one interception. He hit one, and he accounted for three total touchdowns. Zach Wilson exceeded my expectations, and I started to really feel like that. Again, when on third and 15, he got around the defense and ran into the end zone. Here's Zach Wilson explaining what happened on that quarterback draw play that ended in his first touchdown as a BYU Cougar.
1: Oh, no. So, I mean, we we put in the QB draw this last week, and – you know, before we called the play, I smiled at all the linemen and winked at them. And, and it was just kind of one of those things like, shoot, here we go. Like, like this is going to be the play. And, and I think that's cool. We're having fun out there on the field and, and
0: guys are enjoying it. And it was cool. It was a cool play. Even against a lackluster Hawaii defense, I think Zach exceeded my expectations. I, I expected BYU to find success. And how about Las Vegas and the experts in the desert oh, knowing a right, thing or dude. two? They were not Hawaii. buying Hawaii. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Hawaii was. I thought BYU played a really good game. Uh, Hawaii was not as good as we thought, but I think that they looked bad because BYU played well as well. It's yeah. always a combination. Yes. I love Absolutely. when people are like, was it this or this? And often the answer is: a it was combination both in yes. some form. So good, great. I would say uh, very good to great performance by BYU given the way the Cougars have played the last two weeks. Now you've got a different quarterback. Um, cool, cool preseason or pregame stuff with Tanner Mangum being very supportive, slapping Zach on the shoulder. We watched them, you know, uh, catch and pass pregame, so it was good to see uh, that Tanner Mangum's about the team winning, and that took, it was Zach Wilson. BYU made a switch, it was the right move, and it was the right time.
0: And how about Zach Wilson winking at his offensive lineman before
1: the and 15 play? This this guy took two cheerleaders to prom. Like, this guy's the man, right? The moment is not too big. Come on. The moment is not too big. After two blowouts, Saturday was refreshing. BYU protecting Lavelle's house in a dominating victory with the pass game working, with a really effective physical run game. That felt like Cougar football. It was great. So, Spencer, what was the best thing you saw on Saturday's win against Hawaii?
0: As exciting as the BYU offense was and the start of the Zach Wilson era, I thought the best thing that I witnessed on Saturday night came on the other side of the ball. It was the BYU defense. And I was saying on Friday during the show, if BYU wants to win this game, and not just win it, but potentially dominate it, it starts defensively. They need at least three sacks. They had four. Corbin Kafusi and Isaiah Kafusi teaming up to lead an outstanding BYU defensive effort. So overall, the defensive performance was the best thing that I saw because Hawaii's offense is pretty good. Their defense is not good.
1: Oh, no, their offense is really good.
0: Hawaii's offense really is an effective offense. So for the BYU defense to shut them down, especially in the first half, I thought was outstanding. Uh, and in second place, probably 280 rush yards by the BYU offense, which will help a quarterback ease into his role as the youngest player to ever start at quarterback for
1: BYU. That's what BYU does against Hawaii. It was 285 last year, it was 280 this year. So there you go. I agree with those two. I'll add uh, two more. The picture of Zach Wilson by BYU Photo. Wilson is lifted, hoisted, I dare say, into the air after his rushing touchdown, and a shaft of light is beaming ah. down upon him. Okay? And then there was a Photoshop. Of someone with, what was it, uh, I don't know the name of it, but it's Adam and God. And, you know, their fingers touch from Michelangelo. <laughs> and it was Lavelle Photoshop touching Zach Wilson. Okay? So, I loved that photo. I just think that was like, hey, look at this kid. Okay? Who's lifting him up? Tristan Hodge? He, he's, he's like 12 feet in the air. It was great. That was my favorite thing. Second, second best thing I saw. The energy and the juice in the stadium. Yeah. Okay? It was back. It was fun. BYU's success as a program is directly tied to how good the quarterback is. If you see a successful season for BYU, you see a good quarterback. It's hard to have a good quarterback and not have a successful season. I think those are tied together, right? Those are woven uh, together tightly. Okay? 52,000 showed up in the cold on a late night on a Saturday night against a Mountain West team because of Zach Wilson. BYU made the change. It was the worst-kept secret all week, and uh, it's you know, sub-50. It's, sub it's going to be in the 40s in terms of attendance if Zach Wilson isn't the starter, in my opinion. So the juice was back. BYU put up 49, played good defense, and it was good to see BYU get that done before the bye week. Now we can all cruise in for the next two weeks before Northern Illinois, who also has a bye, by the way, sitting on this result.
0: And who has a fantastic defense. The Northern Illinois defense will not be Hawaii's defense. I can't wait for just under two weeks from now when BYU and Zach Wilson take on a team that's undefeated in their conference and put... Iowa to the test, and Utah, and Florida State,
1: and we should uh, we should acknowledge too that BYU uh, put up a bunch of points, and it was quick too. Like this was, it became sort of a game in the second half, but it wasn't because BYU was so good in the first half. Which brings us to our stat of the day.
2: It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of
1: the day. BYU scored 28 first half points against an FBS school for the first time in 35 games. You have to go back to 2015, ECU, for BYU to score at least 28 in the first half. So it was good to see BYU jump out early. Ran easily, uh, you know, passed easily, it it seemed. There were some hiccups in the second half, and, and BYU overcame those, but scored every quarter. Scored 14 in three different quarters including an aggressive 4th and 6th call. Gunnar Romney catches that 26-yard touchdown pass. The the 3rd and 15 QB draw, that's a 23-yard touchdown. So some really nice uh, red zone execution or just barely out for BYU.
0: Let's put this uh, in context a little bit more. BYU had scored 7 points in the first quarter through 6 all year. games. Yeah, all year. They dropped 14 in the first quarter, so there's your quick start. BYU almost topped their season high in points for a game in the first half.
1: It was 30 against McNeese. So it was good to see BYU, BYU light up the scoreboard. And uh, the juice that Zach Wilson brought to the team and to the crowd and everybody, it was, it was great. It was great to see and feel the juice in the stadium again.
0: Our question of the day, what was the best thing you saw in Saturday night's win by BYU over Hawaii? Let's go to the voice of the nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Ryben3 answers on Twitter, I felt like I saw more effort and passion. I don't know if it was the team focus for the week, the new quarterback, or the game plan, but it seemed like our guys were more focused this week. Proud of our guys for the effort and grit they showed Saturday. Join in using hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.
1: Coming up, does ESPN's Trevor Maddich think Zach Wilson is the truth?
0: And it's a bye week, but that doesn't mean Kalani Satake isn't ready to work. And he's joining us in Studio B next. The head ball coach breaking down the win over Hawaii. Don't go anywhere. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: Tuesday nights on BYU-TV, breakdown Cougar football with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, and David Nixon on After Further Review. They're doing a show on the bye week tomorrow night at 7 Eastern on BYU-TV and the app.
0: Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Listen to BYUSN On Demand by downloading the podcast. At BYU Sports Nation, you can search it in a bevy of different platforms. You can watch the show by going to BYUSN.com and experience BYU Sports Nation whenever you want. If you can, answer our question of the day. What was the best thing you saw in Saturday night's win for BYU over Hawaii at Pratt? PR on Instagram this says, Chris
1: Pratt? Who is it?
0: an inspired offensive line and a defense that came to play. Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.
1: The energy was great, and there are a lot of reasons for that. But I think when you switch the quarterback and then that, that guy in the offense deliver, it, it spreads throughout the entire team. And we saw a, a team that hadn't played well the past two weeks play really well. BYU responded. I like that.
0: Now, before we bring in our first guest, I want you to listen to this from the head coach, Kalani Satake.
2: I give credit to the players and our coaches. They did a great job, and all I did was cheerlead and and, uh, get excited. He's a cheerleader, and he's excited. And now he's
0: in Studio B. Got pom-poms here. Kalani Satake. What's up,
2: brother? I guess the right term would be yell leader. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I feel you.
0: (laughs) Okay, all right. Uh, Now that you've been removed a couple of days from the win and you've had an opportunity to look at some of the film, how do you feel about the overall performance from your team against Hawaii?
2: I felt really good about it. I, I felt like we um we talked about our our identity, you know, and, and playing physical tough football. Um that's what we wanted to do and and uh I, I was pleased that the team did that and in all positions and um our guys uh came inspired, ready to play, but weren't anything just really know what we're about and it showed on, on Saturday night that we we have to be a team that plays tough football but smart and poised and um yeah, you know, I, I like the physical part of the game, and, that, and that's in all the positions, even on special teams, and uh, I think that is who we are. We have to hang our hat on that and then uh, build off of that, and I think it will get, it'll get the energy up, and if we can continue to do that, we'll, we'll have success.
1: You made a decision to switch quarterbacks, and as a player your senior year, this happened late in Lavelle's season with Brandon Doman. Naturally, it seems like there's just a different energy there when you switch the quarterback, and it's like, okay, we're going to mix it up. Did you feel like that energized the team in a way?
2: Um, I'm not sure if that did. I think there was a probably a, a series of things that happened that week, and and maybe the embarrassment of the last couple of weeks of, of performance. And we always talked about um, um, you know playing uh, our style of football, our BYU style of football, and that's what we wanted to get back to. And um, I don't know what was if it can nail down the the, the the team playing well to one thing, other than just a bunch of different things that we did changing up practice and, and um doing things in mid, mid-season form you know and so um I think it's just a bunch of things but more than anything our players bought in and everybody relished the role that they had and, and made it important and, and I and uh, the results showed on on last Saturday.
1: What did you change in practice?
2: Uh we kind of went back to just more than anything doing a lot of 11 on 11 to start practice from, um, right away uh we changed a little bit of our periods as far as uh what Our emphasis is going to be on, we want to be uh, a tough physical football team, but we want to be physically i mean uh, fundamentally in technique sound, meaning that we still need to work on all those technique deals and it, it gives you more confidence, especially in tackling the fundamental part of football um, blocking and tackling are really important and uh, all, all the players on the on, on the team need to know how to do that and so uh, that, that helps us out and even when we get interception, you see how many yards Austin Lee got because our guys were blocking downfield and doing a good job at it. Uh, just the fundamentals and going basically back to the basics and being really good at that and 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 then play, and being committed to playing the physical game.
0: To me, the best thing I saw, and there were a lot on Saturday night, was just the overall defensive performance and the energy that the defense brought to the field. They had great success getting to the quarterback, whereas in previous contests, not so much. Why was that? Why, why was there such a difference in BYU's ability to get to Cole McDonald and cause Hawaii some stress?
2: Well, I think Coach Tuiaki did a good job of... Um, Devising a game plan that would work for us and had some adjustments along the way, you know um, But then also challenging the D line to get after the quarterback We we told him we're going to do a lot of three-man front uh, odd front stuff and mix up our, our, our Formations and mix up our our coverages and and have some pressures as well and um, We really challenged our, our defense to just get to know their assignments and make sure that they uh, They execute it well and then that that's what happened But Coach Tuyaki did a great job as well as the other defensive coaches, having a great game plan, and um, our players met the challenge and executed well.
1: Yeah, Kyrus Tonga made Cole McDonald look like a rag doll in that sack. Like I was like, "Wow, is that guy okay?" Kyrus Tonga getting into the backfield is a uh, dangerous thing for the opponent.
2: Yeah, he's a big boy, <laughs> and that's what we brought him to, to do: is be disruptive and um, you know, and, and be a pain in the butt for for offensive lines. And so he's good at doing that. Yeah, and 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 he's got all the all the physical tools for it, and. Uh there's there's a lot of room for improvement from everyone but i uh, really pleased with with how these guys played and how um technique sound they were 280 rushing yards
0: for BYU last year you go for 285 against Hawaii so that's the key right just go for 280 plus running the ball is, it, is it that <laughs> simple
2: yeah, I think the, 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 uh, <laughs> that would help a lot. You know? I haven't thought about that. Thanks. It's yeah, a no. freshman
1: quarterback's <laughs> best friend, right? 280 rushing yards? Yeah,
2: it's just uh, I think being able to use the run game. There's so many different ways to run, um, whether it's spread or, you know, um, if we bring more big personnel into the game. But um, I, I think Coach Stewart has done a great job with the running back position. Um, you see Matt Hadley getting a lot of reps, and he was starting at linebacker last week. And so he he's our BYU slash player, you know, that does everything. And and so then you, you see, you know, this is without Squally. We had Lopini uh, contribute. We had Riley Burke contribute. A lot of guys that that um, and even Tyler Algier got in the game as well. And so just just the guys committed to to playing. But I think it's crazy if you don't mention the O line and the tight ends and the receivers blocking downfield. Those those guys help spring extra yards and. Uh, the O line was just committed to moving the line of scrimmage, and it was nice to see them play physical up front.
1: Did Riley Burt earn himself potential, uh, more potential opportunities in the future? A lot of people wonder why he doesn't play a little more.
2: Well, to answer that question in a general term, um, there's a lot of reasons why a lot of guys don't play, and whether it's dealing with injury, or understanding the scheme, or just doing the simple things like go to class. You know, so um, it's
1: more than what you see on the field. <laughs>
2: yeah. And this isn't um, directed at Riley Burt specifically, but there's a lot of things that add to it. And it's, um, as much as we want to trust him on the field, there's a lot of things that go into it in order to earn the trust of a coach. And um, it can't just be your playing ability in one part of your life, you know? So, um, but in reference to Riley, I think we we had a loaded running back group and um, there's only so many reps to go around and so many opportunities to prove yourself and compete. And uh, went with Squally being down and, and opening up some extra reps for for other guys, I think he, he earned his right to be on the field and, and did a great job with the, the reps that he got. Um, I w- I've been really pleased with how hard he works um, to, to better his craft and worked extra time to, to get there. And, and now that he had his moment, I'm glad that it, he was able to show and, 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 and did a great job. And uh, these guys are going to make it difficult when Squally's ready to come back to, to to really jump into it, because the competition will continue, and and the stuff that that Riley and Lopini and Matt Hadley did, it will have a huge effect on on what happens in the next game. Do you think Squally Canada will be healthy for Northern Illinois after the bye week? I'm hoping. Yeah, I mean, the, he has he has a week to, to get healthy to compete for next week for a spot and. Uh, we're hoping that that will be the case.
0: Kalani Satake, the head coach at BYU with the Sun, BYU Sports Nation, in Studio B. Let's stay with the running backs just a little bit longer. Matt Hadley goes for 91 yards, which uh, I'm pretty sure nobody had uh, as the expected leading rusher. But needless to say, he did it and he stole the attention. Is the plan now for him in his slash role to continue at the running back position? Or if Squally's healthy, then do you put him back at linebacker? What's the plan?
2: Oh, We'll figure it out next week. I mean, I, I think he's done i like him as a running back personally i i when i first got here i looked up everybody's film not knowing a lot of the people on the roster uh specifically you know and um i an individual i watched his high school film i thought that was his position and then um uh but it, it's difficult when when guys aren't playing i, I want to use them as much as possible and he's a guy that that started for us a linebacker last year and and we had some injuries there, and so we thought, hey, let's reach into a guy that's had tons of experience and a good skill set. Um, so we'll see. I, I think that as like we talk about as a coaching staff, I, I think he's proven that he can really uh, run the ball and he has good vision. And we'll see if uh, how it plays into the next game. But uh, I imagine he should be a guy that gets heavy consideration to be a starter.
1: Did you see that picture of Zach Wilson being lifted up with like the... After his yeah, so touchdown? Yes. Yeah, so What'd much, you think of that photo? It was pretty cool, right? <laughs> like the shaft of light beaming down
3: on, on him. It
2: was awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, I. That was pretty cool, but I, I don't know. I mean, people have too much time on their hands. So it's um, awesome, man. Yeah. Did you see the
1: Photoshop someone did? Well,
2: if yeah. they're gonna do the Photoshop thing, then they should at least Photoshop my double chin out and give me a six pack and stuff like that and make <laughs> it, it was, really, it was, really it was, useful. It was Lavelle. Yeah, I saw like, that touchy, one. Yeah, yeah that's that, funny, I saw right? that one. That was that was cool. Yeah. And
1: it was in game. A fan did it. We have
2: some awesome fans. Yeah. The, and, and, and I love our fans, but the, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
1: <laughs> How much of this week will be we spent on Northern Illinois prep versus non-Illinois prep? Northern Illinois. Prep?
2: Um, most of it will be Northern Illinois. They they have a bye also.
1: Yeah. So, so we, you both of you better be really ready. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
2: So uh, we'll be extra ready for them. But I think it's important that we get um, some more competition and get some depth provided. I think you know we're going to practice and and uh, have some guys to be able to to really prove themselves and this week and um, and try to get stronger and better this week as well. Also get caught up in our academics. Um, but uh, this isn't just like time to just take off. We have to get to work, and we start with today.
0: It was good to see Diane Gawoluku back on the yeah. field Don't and his good. physicality at yeah. safety. He ma- he made an impact. He had another fumble recovery on part. I think it's his third fumble recovery yeah, of the season. Second on a punt. Crazy. And uh, jokingly, he's like, oh, you know, it's good to, to get out and, and just slam into somebody. Um, Zane Anderson is out for the season, and I know the injuries are part of the game and whatnot. But how would you explain the overall health of your team with Diane coming back and Zane out and waiting on Squally amidst some other key
2: players? Yeah, it's it's been um, it's it's been it's part of the the game, right? And and you hate preparing for it, but I think that's why every coach talks about getting better depth wise. And the thing that's been the most helpful is us being able to use. Uh, The red shirt rule to our advantage, meaning that the players at red shirt that are freshmen uh, have four games to help us out. And it also helps out when you can um, when you can have a little home game stretch like we are right now and and use a lot of the freshmen in those games and um, to help kind of uh, make up for some of the injuries, you know. But um, we just have to keep getting better and and keep adding um, quality depth to the team and that that's through a couple ways. One is through recruiting, but the other way is through development. And we have a lot of great young kids in this program and return missionaries that are ready to roll. And you'll see them in the later half of the season when they get their legs back and they get themselves ready to play.
0: What a bunch of freshmen that made an impact on yeah, Saturday night.
1: Four, four touchdowns scored by freshmen, obviously the most uh, prominent of which is the quarterback, Zach Wilson. What do you like about what he brings and brought to the table?
2: Oh, love Zach. I, I, I've been really impressed with... Uh, the way he prepares for a game and uh, he's young but it doesn't show in in the way he carries himself we we knew we had something special when we recruited him and um, that, that really goes with a lot of the quarterback position group i mean we added a lot of good talent in that group jaron hall um, you know stacy connor and and beta romney and all these great kids that come in they can they're capable of playing it just he he performed the best in the spring and he's Works really hard, and, and uh, I've been really proud with um, what, how he played the game. Uh, a few mistakes here and there, but uh, for the most part, he's a great young man, and I, I, th- I think uh, he's going to do some really good things for us.
0: I love his poise, too, and I love the story that uh, he told uh, to our Lauren McClain and said, look, during that uh, quarterback draw, I, I winked at my offensive lineman and said, all right, here we go, This this is the play. Another 19-year-old kid, the youngest on
1: third and 15. The that.
0: youngest to start a game at BYU in the history of the program is winking at his offense. Like, <laughs> eh, here we go. The moment just doesn't seem very too big for him.
2: He's great confidence, and it's preparation. Then he he was raised to do this. You know, he's he comes from a great family. Um, his, his parents, Mike and Lisa, have done a great job. And if you watch him in his family, is with a lot of our kids, but him specifically, you, you see how the type of son that he is, the type of brother that he is in the home, and you know that um, people are going to gravitate towards him. And so uh, I, I've seen what he's done since since in, you know, he was a kid and what he's done in high school. He's a great high school coach that has helped him prepare for this. And then on his off times, he goes and studies from guys like John Beck and, and others that, that he can really learn from. And and all these QB coaches that are forward to him, he he spends time doing football. That's what he loves, and um, just really really impressed with him. He's got confidence, and and um, I don't mind him taking risks. But when you take the risks, they better pay off. You know? <laughs> so, but uh, but uh, but I love the how how aggressive he can be, and and the confidence that comes. I mean, he we knew that was going to be a fun play for him because he likes that kind of stuff. And if it were up to him, he'd like to run more. But uh, I think I like this complete game and what he brings to the table.
0: Yeah. Oh, and Hefo completed another pass, or was that a lateral? So it doesn't count as a pass. It's a a (laughs)
1: lateral. Yeah, (laughs) he threw the ball again. He's two for two in my book. (laughs) We got a new flag. Do you mind signing this one?
2: Yeah, let's do it. Yeah,
1: we're adding more signatures, so there's like two
2: signatures on it right Mm -hmm. now. Well, don't forget
1: Yoli Childs up top. It's way up there.
2: Oh yeah, you're not going to top that one. He's just showing off. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Sean Bradley would be the only one that can compete for that one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kalani, it's great to talk to you. Uh, Congratulations on the win, and uh,
1: best of luck moving forward during the bye week.
2: You guys are awesome. Thank you. Go Cougs. You
1: have no press conference. This was it.
2: So get out of here. Congratulations.
1: (laughs) Coming up, it only takes one word to describe Zach Wilson's first start for BYU. Trevor Manners tells us what that is.
0: And one of us went two for two in our going for two picks. The other went one for two. Yeah. So let's recap it, shall we, Jeremy?
1: Where are you going to sign it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kalani's signing the flag. Stay with us. He hasn't
1: signed it yet. He's he's thinking
0: about about it. BYU Sports Station gets this. We'll come back with where he signed the flag. Treat it like a fourth down. You're always aggressive on
2: (laughs)
3: fourth.
1: Mondays at 1 Eastern, Greg Rebell talks with BYU Football and Coordinators Corner with Jeff Grimes, Elisa Tuiaki, and Ned Land. The coordinators and Greg are taking the bye week off, but they'll be back next Monday at 1 PM Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. I do want to mention that it took the entire break for Kalani. You may have heard the, the dap that we just gave. It took him the entire break just to figure out where he wanted to sign. Well, it's it not just any decision. Calculated. It's not okay? just any so, decision. And the decision was in the middle of the Sailor Coogs hat. Okay, so yeah. If you're watching, we're showing a replay here. It took it, it took a solid two minutes Yes. Well it. again, you only sign a new flag one time.
0: And he's <laughs> like, I, second I, one. I said to him, You're a hat guy, Kalani. Yeah. So he's like, Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh but I don't want to go too high on the hat yeah. because that's too impressive He was aggressive.
1: like this is Steve Young up here. Let's, let's, let's leave room
0: on the let's room on yeah. room on the higher part of the hat was for like, Steve Young and Ty down. I was like,
1: You need a timeout, you're taking yeah. way too long for this. This is an hour long show, bro. Let's go. You got it done. <laughs> he got it done
0: in the nick of time. Kalani Satake's signature on the flag. <laughs> I was like
1: and, I was like you're way more aggressive in uh, on fourth downs. Like, what, what's taking so long, man? Truly really like fourth down? Well, uh, it's uh
0: it's a, it's in permanent marker now. There we go. And we now present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football put their permanent mark on Homecoming 2018. With a dominant 49-23 win over Hawaii, Zach Wilson's quarterback debut included 194 yards passing, three total touchdowns, two through the air, one on the ground, and one interception. The Cougars still unbeaten against Hawaii in Provo, 10-0. In fact, the coach talked a lot about Zach Wilson to us just moments ago. He also referenced how pleased he was after the game.
2: I've been really pleased at how he's been preparing all, all season long, not just this week. He's been... Uh, on top of the playbook and then make sure that he understands what we want here in this offense. And uh, I thought he showed a really good composure and, and poise. And I thought he did a great job managing the offense and, and running our, 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 uh, our scheme. So it was, it was a really good day for us.
1: Indeed, it was. Kyle Van had three tackles in the Patriots' win over Jason Shepard's previously undefeated Kansas City Chefs. Michael Davis also had three tackles to help the Chargers beat the Browns. Tonight, Jamal Williams and Fred Warner tangle on Monday Night Football 49ers visit the Packers.
0: Every time you say chefs in regard to the Chiefs, I just think of the Snickers commercial.
1: That's where it's from.
0: Great googly moogly. Number one ranked BYU women's volleyball remains perfect on the season with another West Coast Conference road sweep The Cougars handling Santa Clara and straight sets on Saturday. Kennedy Eschenberg led the Cougars with 10 kills and two digs from her middle blocking position. The Cougars host 15-4 LMU on Thursday night live on BYU TV at 9 Eastern.
1: Men and women's cross country take first and fourth at the pre-national invitational in Wisconsin. BYU doing work in Madison yet again. The race marked All-American Roy Linkletter's second individual championship after winning the same race last season.
0: I don't think we should kick any extra points uh, here, Jeremy. Let's go for two. Can you predict the future? Yes. These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. All right, Jeremy, lead us off. How are you going for two picks?
1: First off, the standings. You had six points, I have four and a half. Going in. Correct. Zach Wilson mm-hmm. will lead the Cougars in rushing. <laughs> if Zach Wilson doesn't run out of bounds instead of throwing it away, maybe I've got a shot. <laughs> no, uh, Matt Hadley, nine carries, ninety one yards led. Zach Wilson ends up with sixteen yards rushing. He lost a bunch of yards. Because he would run out of bounds and not throw it away. Number two. He's a freshman. He's got to learn something, right? Well, at least you had something wrong. The BYU defense will have at least three of the following. Interception, fumble, recovery, sacks. (laughs) BYU had six. One interception, one fumble, recovery, four sacks.
0: There you go. One point. I said BYU would have a lead at halftime. And I did that because... Kalani Satake is undefeated when BYU leads at halftime in his head coaching career. Now 12-0. and 0.
1: 12 of his 17 wins have been leads at halftime. Leading half.
0: at halftime. Ah! Uh, quick starts matter, right? Also, I said Zach Wilson will complete 60% or more of his passes. 16 for oh. 24 for 66.6... 6... Repeating, of course.
1: Repeating, of course, Leroy.
0: <laughs> he, hey, that's uh, two-thirds of your passes completed. A great start for Zach Wilson, which gives me two for two on the day and takes my updated standings to eight points out of a possible 14. Jeremy, you are up to five and a half out of
1: 14. Very neat. (laughs) Coming up, Trevor Mattis joins us outside of Zach Wilson. What else did he like about BYU?
0: And is there any team out there on this wonderful planet we live on that could potentially challenge Alabama for another national championship? I think
1: we need to look to another planet.
0: This is BYU Sports Nation.
1: Like ta- Titan, maybe? Titans. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesdays at 8 Eastern, watch BYU football with Kalani Sataki. or listen as host Gregor Bell talks with Sataki, a player and an assistant coach. The show takes the bye week off, but we'll be back next Tuesday at its normal time, 8 Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the app's.
0: ESPN's Trevor Maddich joined us earlier this morning before we knew he had to adhere to his ESPN duties. Uh, We asked Trevor Maddich about BYU's 26-point win, Zach Wilson and his first performance as the youngest starting quarterback in BYU history, and BYU's bowl eligibility taking uh, a shot in the arm for the better. Here's our conversation with Trevor Maddich on the Desert First Credit Union Hotline. Trevor, at the ripe age of 19 years, two months, and a few days, how would you rate Zach Wilson's overall performance in his initial start as the BYU quarterback?
3: Brassy. He was brassy and brash. I tell you, a lot of times a young quarterback like that would be timid be afraid to make the mistake. Want to think things through an extra beat before he threw the ball to make sure it was safe. That's not what he did. He dropped back, he saw what he wanted, and he took it. And I thought that showed a lot of moxie from a young quarterback in a stressful situation. He just looked
1: comfortable, and, and nothing looked super stressful for him. I mean, things could have been sped up. It could have been awkward. Instead, he has a real pocket presence, and, of course, his legs are are. A new wrinkle to the BYU offense as well.
3: Yeah, and all those things led to, plus the decisive nature of of how he made decisions in there, led to a real spark for that offense. I mean, the the pace of everything picked up. I don't, don't mean just between snaps. I mean, during the snap, everything happened faster. The ball came out faster. When he decided to leave, he was gone right now. And that's one of the important things when you're a young quarterback, really any quarterback, is to make a decision. And even if it's not the right one, make it fast and hit it hard. If you mess up, mess up full throttle not trying to decode things for an extra second or so in the pocket because that's when quarterbacks get in trouble. And when he was doing things at that faster pace, the entire offense fed off of that energy, and they fed off of that pace. I think that's one of the reasons they did so well.
0: ESPN's Trevor Maddich, College Football Insider, with us on BYU Sports Nation as part of Maddich Monday. What was the best thing you saw overall from BYU in Saturday night's win against Hawaii?
3: You know, it was the energy on defense. I mean, the offense deserves a lot of credit for what they did, but the defense of Hawaii is not very good. So they had the opportunity to kind of get into first gear and get off the blocks. That Hawaii defense, or excuse me, Hawaii offense, is no joke. And the BYU defense was all over the field. I mean, they played with passion, and I love that part of it. Now, give Coach Tuiaki and the defensive staff a lot of credit for their schemes because they were extremely creative. They put the guys in position to attack from a lot of different directions. Defensive players feed off of that, though. They don't want to read and react. They don't want to catch the offense and try to stop them from, you know, getting something big after we see what's happening. Defensive players want to attack first and make the offense respond to what they're doing. And they attacked from so many places. It was so much fun. Corbin Kafusi, for goodness sake, lining up a lot of the time and in a linebacker position. That's what Brian Urlacher used to do at New Mexico before he went on to a Hall of Fame career with the Chicago Bears, Hall of Fame caliber. And that's what they did with Corbin and I thought that was just a lot of fun and I thought the defense fed off of a lot of the big plays that Kafusi made. Then I think you talk about how that defensive style fed into the matchup against Hawaii. That run and shoot for Hawaii is predicated on the quarterback and the receiver making a read of the coverage. The receiver makes that read and he he adjusts his route. The quarterback makes the same read, anticipates what the receiver's adjustment will be and throws the ball to the new spot. But by having so many different looks, so many kinds of, of attacking styles that they used, it made the Hawaii offense, the quarterback, sit back and think an extra beat, and that threw off the rhythm that has made them so successful. So from a coaching standpoint, it was creative. From a player standpoint, they fed into the passion, and that was the thing that stood out the most.
1: A pitcher's best friend is a double play. A quarterback's best friend is a good run game, and BYU had that. 280 yards, six yards a carry. Three different guys had nine carries and at least five yards per carry. And Matt Hadley, Lopini Katoa, and Riley Burt, uh, what did you think of the BYU run game Saturday?
3: Uh, They ran with anger, didn't they? I mean, anger. They hit the hole hard. They blasted through arm tackles. And then they hit another gear and burst when they got to the second level, and they did. I mean, they had four different guys have a run, at least one run of over 15 yards. And that means they're doing work on the second level. And so were the blockers. I mean, one thing that stood out to me about the running game was how all of the running backs did such a good job of pressing the whole play side and then cutting back to find a crease on the backside. And that only works if the uh, tight ends and the offensive line sustain their blocks. So the combination of the patience and vision of the backs with the sustaining of the blockers really came together and gave BYU a terrific run game. Now, what did that do for Zach Wilson? It meant that BYU didn't have to pass. He only attempted 24 passes to 47 rushing attempts, and that helps when you're a young quarterback. We saw Georgia struggle with that against LSU. When Georgia didn't have to pass this year, They were really good at passing. But when Georgia had to pass on third and medium or long, they really struggled because now they were one-dimensional and they weren't good at it. Well, the running game gave BYU a true two-dimensional attack, running and passing, and that really helped their young quarterback.
0: National Champion Center at BYU and ESPN College Football Insider Trevor Maddich with us on BYU Sports Nation. I know that BYU still technically needs two more wins before they become bowl eligible, but man, the win over Hawaii makes me feel a lot better about BYU and the certainty that they will be in the postseason. How do you feel about it, Trevor?
3: Yeah, I I do feel a lot better, and there is a lot of football left to be played. But when you look at that schedule... Uh, you look at UMass and New Mexico State in November as the best opportunities as we look at it from today. Those teams are both 2-5 and five right now. Uh, they're not very good, but that doesn't mean that BYU couldn't lose either one of those games. So they'll need to keep preparing to get to 6. And why just get to 6 for goodness sake? you know. But Northern Illinois, the next game after the bye, that's one of the best defenses in the group of five. I mean, they opened up with Iowa and Utah and shut them both out in the first half, or shut them both out of the end zone anyway. Utah only scored one touchdown on offense against Northern Illinois. So this is going to be a a different sort of a beast on defense that the BYU offense will face. At Boise, has always been a problem. Utah's on fire to close the season up there in Salt Lake. So, yeah, UMass and New Mexico State, I think we can, you know, cautiously pencil those in as wins, and hope that BYU can extend their season through that.
1: Yeah, that would be great. And then if you get Boise State or Utah, that would be a huge bonus, right? Uh, yeah, well, okay.
3: Utah. Yeah, go you, beat Utah. Yeah,
1: beat Utah. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, snap the streak. Okay, Alabama's obviously the number one national championship contender. What other teams are realistically in the mix at this point, in your opinion?
3: Right now, I think the best matchup if the season were to end today and the playoffs were to start for Alabama is Notre Dame. The reason is that they're the most complete team and the most balanced team. I mean, they struggled a bit on offense against Pitt last week, but they have an offense that's got a running game and a passing game that can attack anywhere on the field with efficiency. And a defense that has what you need against Alabama. And that is an organic pass rush with the defensive line. Notre Dame's got four individual defensive linemen with NFL caliber pass rush skills. And they put them on the field at the same time. So they can pressure Tua without having to blitz extra guys and take them out of coverage, which you have to have against Tua. They're the best matchup. I'm not saying they'll win, but when you look at the other contenders, there's things I worry about. Ohio State's defense is still giving up huge plays against teams that don't have nearly the big play potential with playmakers that Alabama has. LSU right now I think is growing, but they're not ready to take on Alabama, not yet. I think you look at Michigan, their offense, I think it gets stifled against Ohio State. Clemson right now is interesting because their young quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, has undeniable arm talent. But if the season ended today, I don't think he'd be ready to face Alabama just because of the speed of the game and the the game management, the complexities of it, that I think he will develop over the course of the season and be ready by the end of the year. But right now, I don't think he is. And then you look at Georgia, and they were exposed for not being able to protect the passer in obvious passing situations against LSU. So you put all that together, who can challenge Alabama? If the season ended today... I would say Notre Dame has the best chance. At the end of the season, I would say Clemson has the best chance if Trevor Lawrence continues to progress.
0: I'm guessing you agree with me, Trevor. Notre Dame in 2018 greater than Notre Dame in 2012 right now overall.
3: Well, 2012, yeah, you're talking about Notre Dame. Notre Dame played Alabama in the BCS National Championship game in 2012. and They lost that game in pregame warm-ups when Alabama came out of the tunnel. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> they looked at those Alabama players, and they looked them up and down, head to toe, and they realized, okay, we don't belong on the field with these guys. And they, they freaked out. Yeah, they just completely freaked out. Of course, they had a true freshman and quarterback, and uh, they freaked out. Yeah, this is a different Notre Dame team, but I would be really cautious if I am anybody to start that chant, we want Bama. I, I, not this year. The, the, Alabama leads the nation in offensive scoring. Alabama. Normally they beat you 17 to 3 because their defense is so good. This year they beat you 60 to 3. So this is a this is a, you're going to need to score points. And that's one of the reasons by the way that Clemson made the switch from senior quarterback Kelly Bryant to sure. freshman Trevor Lawrence because he's got the arm talent to hopefully keep up with Alabama if he gets enough experience in.
0: Great stuff Trevor. Uh we will uh I guess see you after the bye week or you- How about you just join us on Monday anyway as we count down to the Huskies?
3: I would love to do that. You know why? Because BYU is guaranteed to not lose a game this week, so that's a good thing.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Trevor.
3: All right, guys.
0: Trevor Maddatz on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial
1: future. Coming up, former BYU teammates square off on Monday Night Football. And we have
0: kick time and broadcast information for Northern Illinois at BYU. It's coming up in the whip. This is BYU Sports Nation. It's earlier than I thought. They're in the afternoons now. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guest, Kalani Satake, the head coach, BYU Football, and ESPN's Trevor Maddich. If you missed any of the show, you can always download the podcast or go to BYUSN.com to
1: watch full episodes. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. No time, apparently. Again, let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football just announced the kick time and broadcast info for the Northern Illinois game on October 27th. Come on, 3:30 Eastern on ESPNu. So it is an yes! afternoon game. The Cougars beat six and two Hawaii, uh, 49-23. Quarterback Zach Wilson's first career start, youngest QB to ever start a game for BYU. 194 passing, four total touchdowns as the Cougars ran for 280. BYU off this week.
0: As much as I love the 8:15 Mountain kick.
1: Well, I'd say 20 kick, but
0: yeah. <laughs> I'll time. take a 130 mountain kick. ESPN projects BYU football to play in the Frisco Bowl in Texas or the Walk-Ons Independence Bowl in Louisiana.
1: Walk-Ons Independence?
0: Sports Illustrated also has BYU what? in the Frisco Bowl, and CBS Sports presents them in the Cheese It Bowl.
1: <laughs> Is it, are these real bowl games or made up? Are those real? <laughs> I'm You're Cougars serious. in the NFL. Are, there, are, there, are those real games? Oh yeah. Kyle I Van Noy and, and Michael Davis both recorded three tackles and wins for the Patriots and Chargers, <laughs> respectively.
0: <laughs> Fred Warner, San Francisco 49ers, take on Jamal Williams and the Green Bay Packers. Former BYU teammates on Monday Night Football squaring off.
1: Volleyball: The number one ranked women's volleyball team stays undefeated, 18 and 0. They swept Santa Clara Saturday. Kennedy Eschenberg led the Cougars with 10 kills. Cross country.
0: Men's and women's cross country take first and fourth at the pre-national invitational in Wisconsin on Saturday. The race marked All-American Rory Linkletter's second individual championship title after winning the pre-national invitational in 2017.
1: Soccer. Women's team lost its first West Coast Conference match 2-1 at Pepperdine. We aren't sending Jason Shepard to any more of these if this is what happens. Tennis. Women's tennis
0: wins five consolation matches at the ITA regionals in Las Vegas. The Cougars won all three doubles matches and Madeline Almeida and Kate Cusick Both won their singles matches.
1: Cougars in the NBA. Kyle Collinsworth was waived by the Toronto Raptors. Swimming and diving.
0: The men's team defeated Colorado Mesa 164-128. That's a lot of points. Cougars took first place in 10 events. Today's rise and shout belongs to...
1: Zach Wilson. Tremendous performance in his first start.
0: Our question of the day. What was the best thing you saw in Saturday's BYU win over Hawaii? A lot of you think it was Zach Wilson related. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years at YFangirl underscore JB. The most complete game of the season so far. Good execution in all three areas of the game. Tanner being a great leader and support to his teammates. Cosmo's head staying where it belonged and another version of...
1: That photo of Zach Wilson. Oh, so good, right? Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN.
0: For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Eli Herring. It's the bye week. Hey, Kalani, don't sign that flag too high. Go Cougs.